The vast Northern Cape, probably the largest and most dispersed of South Africa's provinces, is not an easy one for a visitor to tackle. And I couldn't understand that in my conversations with Northern Cape tourism. I just didn't have a sense until, until I started to do my research and realized that from the lonely Atlantic coast to Kimberley and the provincial capital on its eastern border with the Free State, it covers over one third of the nation's landmass, an area dominated by heat, arid conditions, empty spaces, and huge traveling distances, which also explains why signals are such a problem when I try to connect with people, but it all makes sense now. The miracles of the desert are the main attraction with improbable swathes of flowers, diamonds dug from the dirt and wild animals roaming the dunes. The Northern Cape is the largest and at the same time, the most sparsely populated region of South Africa. Arid and rugged landscapes are characterized by vast open spaces, dramatic rock formations and unique wildlife, making it a must was a destination for nature lovers and adventure seekers alike. From the majestic Okrabi's Falls to the red dunes of the Kalahari Desert, to the historic towns of Kimberley and Kuruman, the Northern Cape offers us an off the beaten track experience for visitors to explore. So whether you're seeking to reconnect with nature, learn about local culture, history, or simply escape the hustle and bustle of city life, the Northern Cape has something to offer everyone. And as we embark on this journey, we're going to be meeting some of the SMEs operational in this region. The most significant surprise is the Orange River, flowing from the Lesotho Highlands to the Atlantic, where it marks South Africa's border with Namibia. The river separates the Kalahari and the Great Karoo. On its banks, the isolated northern center of Uppington is the main town in the Kalahari region and is referred to as the gateway to the magnificent Kalahari Transfrontier Park and the smaller Okrabi's Falls National Park. Kimberley, Springbok, and Uppington lie on the Intercape bus route with connections to Windhoek in Namibia, but services depart at night and one often misses. Despite these natural attractions, most of the traffic to the Northern Cape is in its southeaster corner, through which the two main roads from Johannesburg and Cape Town, the N1 and the N12, pass. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the best things to do in the Northern Cape and also having some interesting conversations with SMEs in the area. This week, we witness the thundering cascades of Okrabi Falls and meet an SME working with youth in the area. As we start our sojourn through the Northern Cape, it's interesting to find the GPS that brought Maudie and Adam Bleach together. Adam is from the Western Cape, and as we chat to her, Maudie is visiting and enjoying the theatre and doing everything a true Capetonian with a hunger for, for food and theatre and experiences is doing. So Maudie is the owner of Bushwhacked Outdoor Adventures, which she and Adam started 25 years ago on the banks of the Orange River in Fields Drift, which is a small town in the Richtersveld. 
And this journey that we're making to the Northern Cape is exactly about this. It's about going and finding those hidden gems, those small family-owned businesses that bring so much heart and so much amazing experiences to the visitor, but also those people who keep the wheels of the economy turning by creating opportunity and jobs and creating adventure sports for us to enjoy as we make our visit there. Maudie, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Jet Setting with Janet show. And I'm so happy that you're enjoying Cape Town because it is that kind of place to simply do as much as you can and have fun and party. Thank you so much. So I know that it's been 25 years of running Fields Drift, Bushwhacked Outdoor Adventures, but there must be a story of how this started and maybe you would like to share that story with us. Yes, Adam and myself, we didn't meet on the river, but he was already a river guide on the Orange River, but we met each other in Strasby. Mm. But my dad had a farm on where we have our campsite now. So we always had holidays across the river from each other and we didn't know it. So because he was working as a guide for another company. So we met each other elsewhere and then we started doing overlanding together. We did um, those overland trips. We went from Cape Town to, to Vic Falls and back. And we did that for two years. And we decided that we needed to start. We wanted to get married and we needed to start to a family and stuff. And then my dad said, I've got this piece of land at the bottom of, of my farm. Don't you want to make that into a campsite? And that's how we started. A lovely story indeed. So you started and you started from ground zero, obviously. Yes, we lived in a caravan for five years. That was oh, interesting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you two are definitely adventurers. Definitely so. Because I mean, living in a caravan, there's a lot of things that I can do, but living in a caravan is not one I don't company. go caravan anymore. I'm sure not. You've been there, done that, and gotten the T-shirt. And yes. I would just insist on the very best in five-star accommodation from here on, because you paid your dues, girl. You certainly have. I have. So you lived in a caravan, and that's how you started Bushwhack, because you were working on the site and you built it up. And how, what was that process like? It was very interesting because we did overlanding. So what we thought we would do is we just started off with um, one company with the overlanding, they can come in and we would do a lot of four-day river trips, not realizing that our strong point is not marketing. So we didn't, you don't suddenly, if you start a new river rafting company, get people overnight. So what started, what ended up happening was that we got a lot more of the overland companies in and that helps with the day-to-day stuff. But that's, they're lovely because that's all people from overseas. So you meet, very interesting not that South Africans are not interesting but we we meet these people all the time you know we've got from all over the world and then the and the South Africans are the ones that would come just for holidays so these big stretches mm. that we were quiet but the day trips then filled that up so it started working perfectly and then we started getting river trip our uh, school trips as well that was amazing but it was a it was it was tough it was a long pro you know it was a long process and then when we we thought we were there of course COVID hit <laughs> that was another interesting curveball so but we we're still there we're back on our feet oh I'm so happy to hear that 
And I'm hoping that our conversations actually encourage people to come out and visit you because it sounds fascinating. And then, of course, Robin and Kenneth, your two young children, have also done their guide courses. Yes. Kenneth actually just found out yesterday that he passed his course because what we you well have to done, do. Well Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, he's very proud now. Kenneth, um, what you have to do is you, you can go on a guide course and then um, it's called the APA, African Paddle Association guide course that you go on where they do a lot of safety and stuff. And then you have to come back and you have to do a certain amount of days on the river and then you can go to be assessed and qualify if you're good enough. They are quite strict, which they should be because you are actually, you know, the safety is very important on the river. And then Robin was as is still 17, so she's only finishing the trick next year. So she did her, she's actually a very good guide, but she she did a course, but she will only be able to qualify next year. Ah, so it's a process. Now we've yes, learned all about the family and we've learned the love story of you and Adam and we've heard about the caravanning days. Now tell us about what we can expect to see and experience when we come to the outdoor adventures. Okay. Firstly, when you guys when you come, people are just always driving to us. They they drive too fast. They must take their time because the entire Northern Cape is absolutely beautiful. And the area that we live in called the Richtersveld, with their rock formations and because we are semi we actually a mountainous desert. So some if we if we're lucky we get twenty millimeters of rain a year. So everything that grows there is amazing because they grow there without water. But it is, it's tranquil, it is beautiful. And then you get this river just running through all those dryness. So now while we were, I must say that I love, love Cape Town, but I sat, mm-hmm. I sat in traffic and I look at everybody just rushing <laughs> around and it's so far removed away from my world. It is like, it's, we don't get that. It, you go, as soon as you get there, you're going to relax. The guides are going to, if you do a four-day trip, you're going to arrive and the guides are going to tell you how to pack, where to pack your stuff. And once you're on that river, there's no cell phones, there's no noises, there's no hooting. It's just you and the river and you paddle down in the evenings. You sit around the fire and people just have time. It's like you, you want time when you come to us. Absolutely. It sounds like one needs a good couple of days and there's no point in rushing because the pace, that is what it is. It's the pace. The pace is to relax and take it as it comes, you know, and and take in the atmosphere as well. And just be. There's like... (laughs) Be present. (laughs) Absolutely be present because you're right there. It's you and your boat. And the water, and then, and you just paddle down, and it's just, it, it really is. I have once had a clinical psychologist on the trip, and he says, he said, I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I don't know if it's true, but he said it's the most that one person can relax and relax in the, in the least amount of time because you'd get taken away from every single outside distraction. I can imagine. Yeah. So, Peace, quiet, some river activities. What are some of those activities specifically? Okay, so we 
at Bushwhack, we do the different, we just do river trips. We do half days. That's about, uh, that's about seven kilometers. So people that drive to Namibia on the way there, if they camp at us one night, then they can still quickly do a half day river trip and then move on to ice or Fish River mm-hmm. Canyon, which is only 180 kilometers away. And then people that want to stay two nights, they normally do a day trip. And then we have one where we do a weekender for people who want us to come down for weekends and they have two days on the water. And then there's the, the popular one is the four-day river trip where they can come, they get on the, the boat and they are on the water for four days and they actually sleep next to the river for three nights. We have two different sections that we do for that, one that we go downstream and one that we paddle to us. Um, we drive up and then we paddle down to us and the other one's the, the one that we go downstream, we paddle from us downriver. So that's what we oh. can do river-wise, but if you just want to come and visit Fjordstrif and the area, there is the hiking is amazing. It's safe. You can go cycling. The guys, it's amazing routes for guys with motorbikes. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, we're quite central to Namibia as well. It sounds incredibly. I'm just relaxed listening to you, and I'm wondering <laughs> when was the last time I did absolutely nothing? I took two holidays in October because I deserved them and I needed them. And I was in Bali and it was so busy. And then I was in London and London is a buzz. It's incredibly busy. And we went for three days to the country. And I resolved that I will go and spend maybe a month or two in the country in a year so that I can enjoy. But listening to you, it sounds like I don't need to go way too far in order to enjoy that. So definitely something to consider for a detox and a de-stress and just getting in touch with oneself and taking a journey to self whilst enjoying the water and, um, you know, being at one with nature, Morty. It sounds wonderful. And I certainly hope that some of our Cape Town busy people will head out to your side of the woods and come and enjoy some bushwhack outdoor adventures with you. Yes, uh, we don't have traffic I love that. I just saw that somebody posted and asked, what is wrong with Cape Town traffic today? And I need to drive into the CBD shortly. And I'm hoping that I'm not going to get caught in there um, because the other day it literally took me an hour to drive four and a half kilometers because I was just on the road at the wrong time. So I felt like I'd lost a whole hour just fighting traffic. The, yeah. the closest town to us is 130 kilometers away. That would be Springbok. Mm. So that is the, that's where we go shopping. But we drive quickly in the morning. It takes us an hour. And then mm-hmm. we go and do all our shopping and then quickly back. And then we have time to drink coffee and tea with the friends as well. Oh, that sounds wonderful, Maudie. What a pleasure it's been chatting to you, yes. Maudie. Thank you uh, very much. Thank you coming and experiencing some of that peace and quiet in the Northern Cape as I'm sure are some of our listeners. What a beautiful, beautiful story of how your family has evolved and and built this out of, literally out of nothing and carved your space in the Northern Cape. So well done on that. And I wish you Thank and you. the rest of the family all the best during this time. Thank you very much. And please do come and visit. It sounds like you need a holiday.
Another one. A holiday from a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Maudie, and continue to enjoy our crazy busy city. And we'll chat again soon. All the best. Thank you very much.